This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. An interesting thing happens when people are afraid or when they're facing crises, physical crisis, emotional crisis, spiritual crisis, environmental crisis, is that it's generally when people turn to God or they turn to spirit or they turn to their religion uh, of choice or spiritual practices. Uh, and it's in those times where people start to question reality as a human being and our consensus view of reality and say, geez, I think I better, maybe it's time to start evolving and um, getting to know myself as a spirit being as well as a human being. So some people do this when they're um, facing cancer or other illnesses that seem to be um, consistent. Uh, Right now with the pandemic coronavirus situation, a lot of people are turning to spirituality and um, getting to know themselves. It's still early in (laughs) in the process, but there's a lot of people that are beginning to look at praying and meditation and discovering perhaps different ways of evolving themselves. So one of the questions that has come to my mind is, um, why do this? Why? What's the point of this? Like, where is it going to get you? Uh, a long time ago, when I was in a crisis, uh, I've Anytime that I've uh, been in these spiritual immersion processes, they've basically been initiated by some crisis. Um, And so the rewards for me, you know, this is like this particular podcast is about what are the rewards of doing this work? And um, some of the rewards are just intrinsic in the practices and getting to know yourself and the the evolving of you. But then there's other rewards too that that can be benefits that people might be looking for. What I was trying to do when I was in crisis was just find a way to out of out of the the panic and the the fear and the despair that I was in all the time, and that I realized the degree of dread that I'd been living in for fifty some years, uh, and to find a way out of that dread despair. Uh, and um, panic and angst and anguish. Those were the words that's all I had because that's all I was, was I just wanted to get out of that. And so the, um, the focus on spiritual, um, spiritual processes was where I went. So I focused on The Course in Miracles, which I'd been reading for a long time, but then really immersed myself even deeper. And um, David Hawkins' work, Uh, He wrote Power Versus Force, and the book that I highly recommend is a book called Transcending the Levels of Consciousness, and and then Oneness, which is written by Rasha. So I immerse myself in the readings in order to find solace, to find places of peace, and to find these moments where I, I wasn't in the despair and the anguish. So most of us, that's what we're looking for initially is those places of, of peace and contentment or, or a place that's restorative. If we, if we um, practice stay there long enough and if the crisis <laughs> persists long enough to keep us in the process, something else begins to happen. We begin to see that this is not just a salve or something that is working now and then when life gets better I'll just ignore I don't have to do this anymore but it's a it's a process where 
there's there's a a learning curve and there's an unfolding and expanding of you in this process that in a sense is is an intrinsic reward in itself in a sense as you begin to cultivate awareness of who you are and cultivate a faith in something outside yourself and we're always putting faith in outside of ourselves we're putting our faith in the, the the stock market or in real estate or in other people or in our jobs or in our retirement plans we put faith in all of those and sometimes those things disappear and now what are you going to put your faith in and this is where we go well there's the spirit self there's the god there's there's jesus there's buddha there's all these other spiritual uh, presences in the divine universe to begin to cultivate a faith with. And that's big practice. But as we do that, as I've done that, I begin to have a reliance on something. I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that I, when I was very young, I decided I was probably the smartest one in the room. And that's not because I was highly intelligent, but because I didn't see any place that was safe. I didn't see anyone that I could rely on that was safe and that I could trust. So my whole life, I spent um, being self-reliant, but hoping and praying and living in relationship with other people, and none of them were able to actually be there for me in a way that, that I could trust and feel safe. That That's a come from for me. That's a, a particular patterning that I cultivated in myself. And so in these times of spiritual Uh, immersion and spiritual evolution, I had to begin to say, hey, I don't know everything. (laughs) I'm not six years old deciding that I know everything. But to to a very high degree, I was incredibly self-righteous. And that righteousness is, in a sense, I'm on a pedestal I put myself on. That righteousness um, keeps me safe in my righteousness, but it doesn't expand my level of faith and trust in the world or in God or in the higher a higher uh, evolution of myself. So this process of spiritual immersion opened me up to a faith in something greater than myself. And it has opened me up to a place of feeling safe in the world, regardless of this pandemic and this the crises of whatever. I actually feel safe in the world. I actually trust in the world. That's huge. <laughs> From where I was before, it's pretty amazing. So that's those, those are a couple of the elements of, of rewards, if you will, is you begin to expand who you are. I love when I, uh, I'm talking with people who have that sense of expanded self. They know themselves in relation to a, a, a greater, greater power, this a universal power. And yet at the same time, a lot of those people still are working on elements or aspects of themselves that haven't, that are still fear-based as opposed to love-based and essence-based or spirit-based. So those are conversations I'm having with a lot of people and it's really wonderful. I'm loving, I'm loving those conversations because I'm learning and I'm seeing the humanness and the spirit self, the human spirit self at play in this time and in this evolving of every single one of us. So a couple of other uh, rewards, if you will, that I um, experienced. Uh, 
and the book oneness I, I talk about and I highly recommend it. It may not be a book for you, but it's a book that, that has made such a huge difference over the last 10 years because it's always speaking to me. Even though I've read it over and over again, I'm always reading something and I'm seeing it differently or hearing it differently and taking it in differently. That's an element of spiritual evolution in the sense that, and especially with, with good spiritual texts, they will always be communicating with you. The Bible for people is always communicating something new and fresh that they need to learn. And this is part of that surrendering my righteousness and, and all in order to listen for something different. I want to hear something different. I want to know the world differently than how I'm interpreting it. So... Um, my point in saying that is that, but the other thing is there's in the evolution of you, as you expand yourself into higher levels of knowing and consciousness and living and being more sustained, having those sustained places where you feel more content, feel less fear, feel less anguish. It's sometimes a lot, a lot more lesses than mores, but you're aware of that level of I'm not feeling the dread I used to. I'm feeling more joy. Those kinds of things are great rewards. But the other element was has been really fascinating is that things start to show up that are just effortless. So in a sense, I feel blessed when, when things are going my way more effortlessly. And um, that's things to show up or a client will call or, um, or a new person will want some coach training uh, different things that show up or somebody that says, hey, I'd like to interview you on my podcast or um, another person who asked me to, to write for their uh, newsletter. Those kinds of invitations that come without me having to do anything. And that, that was hard to get used to. Like, what did, how did that happen? And it happens because I'm not limiting myself anymore based on past interpretations that life sucks or that I'm alone and nobody cares, nobody's there for me, nobody sees me. Those kinds of perceptions have gone away because of the work I've done. I've, I've let those thoughts go and the emotional attachments to those thoughts. And so what shows up is what seems to be magic and miracles. It feels miraculous sometimes that what shows up. But the fact is, it's not miracle. I mean, that miracles are miracles, but the sense of, from a spiritual perspective, it's just it just it's justified. It's it's linear. It just happens that way because the less limited my ability, my the less I limit my perceptions of what's available, the more I let go of the density of my emotional attachments. Things show up effortlessly as I want them to. And that's really, really fun. And then the last thing I want to add is that um, communication with the other side, with oneness for me, is becoming more effortless and more clear and more trusting and more um, validating of who I am and what I'm, what I'm up to in my life in this moment. That's huge. Again, another hugeness is that my relationship, it's like an intimate relationship that I'm beginning to trust more and more. It is an intimate relationship with my beloved. And that, that sense of connection and trust and safety is so much bigger than I ever imagined. And if you, if, if you had told me 
10 years ago when I started this earnestly in my fears and despair and anguish that this was possible, I'd say, when? (laughs) Show me. Give it to me now. I can't wait. It's too long. And, you know, I couldn't go a month. I was just in despair. And then another month and another month. And someone said, it's going to be nine months. And those nine months passed and I was still in despair. And was like, when is this going to be over? And instead of it being over, it became an, an, an ongoing evolution of relationship that has evolved into something exquisite and trusting and trustworthy for me. And, uh, and so right now I get to pass on some of that experience, that direct experience with you, not in terms of the, oh, isn't it phenomenal? And isn't it amazing? The amazingness of it, but the normalness of this process is what I'm sharing with you. The normalness of having a relationship with the divine every single day. Like how awesome (laughs) I'm saying, oh, how awesome is that? And it's an element of normalness now of my life. And that's what I want for you. And that's what I want for you to cultivate for yourself in, in that process. It takes patience and it takes a lot of surrendering and it takes a lot of going down for the third time, as oneness says, again and again and again. It takes a lot of plummeting into into the depths of old karmic patterns that aren't serving you anymore and letting go and releasing it takes the time it takes and the the rewards of such a process um is just it's pretty exquisite and it gets to be pretty normal but not normal as in ho-hum but normal like wow this is really really fun every day every day And sometimes it's not so fun. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's questioning again and uncertainty again. But generally, I can, I'm much more resilient in coming back, bouncing back from my despair in a very short period of time, as opposed to months or years. (laughs) So I wish that and I bless you with those thoughts. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, or comments, you can leave them at Podbean, or you can email me at rosieattheparadigmshifts.com. You can visit me at uh, the, my website, theparadigmshifts.com, and you can see blogs and videos and other offerings such as coaching or coach training. And that's pretty much it. All right, big hugs. Bye for now. <laughs>